Hey there, listeners, this is the Macarena. This episode is about the Macarena. There's some crazy stuff about the Macarena. Hey, Macarena. Plenty of songs have been written as love letters to their daughter. The Macarena is not one of those songs. The Macarena, this week on This Was a Thing. Rachel haircut. This was was a thing bop. This was was a thing bop bop. Also was a thing bop. Was a thing now. This was was a thing Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Rob. And you're listening to This Was a Thing, the podcast that dives deep into the cultural happenings of yesteryear. On today's episode, we are looking at the Macarena. Uh-huh. Now, this was a thing because it was the first time a dance craze dominated the entire world. Now, sure, before there was the waltz and the Charleston, Vogue, Vogue, Vogue. And since then, we've had the Dougie, the Nene. And the cha-cha slide. But all of those should leave the dance floor to make room for the dance that everyone, regardless of age, gender, ethnicity, orientation, or political affiliation, can do in one big, harmonious, glorious unison. And all you have to do is say one word. Huh? <laughs> it sounds like Tim Allen is in a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Home Improvement, the musical, now at the Palace Theater. No, the Macarena. Oh. Now, full disclosure, once you learn the meaning of this song, you might never want to dance to it again. Ray, uh, do you remember? <laughs> is, that, is that all you're going to do this entire episode? Uh, do you remember dancing to the Macarena? Of course I do. When did you first do it? Oh, geez. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing, what, 93 is when it came around, out around? Later, man. Was later. It, was it 94 or 95? Well, I'm going to tell you, but it was later than 93. I feel like that probably was the first dance that I ever remember learning. I think a lot of people say it's the first dance they ever remember learning. And there's a lot of dances that we have done in the United States, but there is no... Listen, you can do the Charleston. I you can. Have, yeah, you have your own variation on it. And you can do the Dougie and have your own variation on it. But the Macarena, I think, is the only dance I can think of on an international scale where it is so codified. Yeah. You have to put your hand out. You have to put the other hand out. You have to do A, then B, then C, then D. Otherwise, you're not doing the dance. But I love that you can add your hips in because I love to add my hips. (laughs) Well, that happens at the end, my friend. Uh (laughs) Huh? So let's go back to figure out how the Macarena got started. Ray, please come with me. To Dos Hermanos, Spain, circa 1962. There we're gonna Let meet. Let me grab up. my passport. <laughs> Do you have a passport? Uh, no. So it's actually gonna take me a second before we can start the story. Okay, great. So folks, come back in four to six weeks after <laughs> Ray has received his passport, and we can go back to Dos Hermanos, Spain, circa 1962. Because Ray, that's where we're gonna meet our singing Sherpas, Antonio Romero Monye and Rafael Ruiz Perdigonis, better known as the Spanish pop dance duo. Los del Rio, which means... Uh, the river. Uh, specifically, please? Uh, the del river. Those from the river. Those, those, those from, from the, river. the river. Now, these two first... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
These two singers first gained popularity in the 60s after they appeared on the Ronda del Dominico, a radio program that helped introduce them to Spanish listeners. I think it's also where you got your start in 1962. I was going to say, I love uh, big ups to Ronda del Radio. So as these guys turn out about 20 or so albums over the next 30 years, their popularity is respectable in Spain and Latin American countries. It's not made its way up to the United States yet. What about Canada? Very big in Canada. (laughs) That's where they got the hey from Hawaii? Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> the song was just I Macarena, and then in Canada it was I Macarena. Hey, <laughs> what is this song about? So, 1992, Antonio and Rafael went on a South American tour, and they made a stop in the home of Venezuelan businessman Gustavo Cisneros. And one of Gustavo's guests is a local flamenco dance teacher. Her name is Diana. And she decides, I'm going to perform for everyone. <laughs> so while she's performing and just dancing spontaneously, Antonio recited the song's chorus to be on the spot as an accolade to the dance teacher, Diana. And he says, Diana, dole tu cuerpo alegría cosas buenas, which is what we hear in the song which translates into, give your body some joy, Diana. So she's dancing, and Antonio is just making up a song on the spot. And this gives the the guys an idea for a song. Just so you know what we're talking about, here's a little bit of the Macarena that was created. You might notice that the song sounds a little bit different than what bulky than what we're used to hearing, and there's going to be a reason for that, which I'll get to in a second. One of the things that makes the Macarena song so interesting is that the composition features a variant on the uh, clav rhythm, which is pretty much like the Afro-Cuban rhythm that's popular at this time. It's written in the key of A flat major, and it moves at a tempo of at 103 beats per minute, and it follows the repeated chord progression of A flat to G flat throughout. So, folks, what we have is a song that bops, moves, has a beat, and a catchy hook. Equaling what? The perfect formula to be a hit. Where does the name, if the woman's name was Diana, where does the song Macarena come from? Diana gives you only three syllables. Macarena gives you a nice four, which is what we really like. And originally, this song was not called Macarena. Originally, they said, hey, Magdalena. Ah. (laughs) And they were like, ooh, this sounds great. But there's a problem. There's already another song named Magdalena. So Antonio decides to 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 name the song Macarena, and he picks the name Macarena to honor his daughter Esperanza Macarena. Oh, that's nice. Well, uh, it is and it isn't because this is what the song means. Give your body joy, Macarena, because your body is meant to be given joy in good things. Give your body joy, Macarena. Hey, Macarena, here it comes. Macarena has a boyfriend who is named, who is named with the last name Vitorino. And while he was being sworn in as a conscript, she's giving it to two friends. Macarena dreams of the Corte Inglés, that's Spain's biggest department store, right? And she buys herself the most modern clothes. She would like to live in New York and seduce a new boyfriend. Aye? 
So basically, in a nutshell, Macarena's boyfriend is off to fight in the army. And as soon as he's gone, she's sleeping with two other guys and she wants to keep sleeping with more. Here's what I can't figure out. While we are surprised as English speakers to learn what the Spanish translation is, do you know who I feel bad for? Who? It's Antonio's daughter. Yeah. So, like, imagine, <laughs> Antonio, my daughter, I have written a song for you. Thank you, Papa. Love of my life. Love of my life. Child of my loins. I have written a song for you. Would you like to hear it? Yes, Daddy. The song is about you being promiscuous and cheating on your boyfriend with two other men. Huh? Ah, that's wonderful, my daughter. I shall put that into the song as well. Uh. <laughs> can you can you imagine like, the poor girl? She goes to school and they're like, "Hey, Esperanza, I heard your dad's song on the radio." Is it true what they say? Is it true? How's your boyfriend, the conscript, doing? <laughs> There is this great YouTube channel called Distractify YT. They revealed to a bunch of 90s kids the true meaning of the song Macarena. And here's their reaction to it. Jesus Christ. Did you say two friends? Two of them? Two friends? Two friends, did she say? So she's cheating. Basically, that's what she's doing. Dose? <laughs> she sounds a little trifling. Okay. All right. Wait, they played this at my elementary school. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. Yeah, I don't quite know what to make <laughs> What a bummer for him when he came back. That's real fucked up. I listened to this at church. <laughs> this is what I was dancing to when I was 12. I'm not so sure if I want to pay attention closely to the words. I think I like the idea of, <laughs> of having it a happy song. Oh, youth. Uh, youth. But the, girl, the woman in there was absolutely correct, which was, we learned this as an elementary school. This was, we all learned this dance and we're all just dancing to the fact this woman is cheating on her boyfriend who's dying for the country. <laughs> so how does this song then go from shade throwing to poor Esperanza Macarena to an international sensation? So in 1993, they put the song on an album called A Mi Mi Gusta. And oh, on the I still have that. I know you do. It's one of your favorites. And on the international, it's the uh, first track. Wow. It's also... The sixth track on the album as a remix at 103 beats per minute. And this one is called uh, The River Remix. Guess what? It's also the 12th track on this album at 130 beats per minute. So we're gonna go at a pretty fast clip here, folks. Here we go. Oh my God. So, okay, so on that album, like I said, it's the first track, the sixth track, and the 12th track. So now the original Los Del Rio recording of Macarena was a hit in Latin America, but when a DJ named Jammin' John Caridi and my, <laughs> he was over in Miami at Power 96 FM. Power 96 FM coming at you with the Macarena, Jammin' John Carini. <laughs> Jammin' John Carini heard the song requested at a dance club. He was like, oh, I want to add this song to my rotation. But the station managers were like, we have a policy. And our policy is we don't play songs that are sung exclusively in Spanish. 
in Miami. Like, how condescending say, are these people? In Miami? Now we're going to meet some new people. We're going to meet a couple of producers. Carlos de Yarza and Mike in the Night. Try. <laughs> Mike in the Night. Try. Who wrote and recorded English language verses for the female voice of Macarena. And then they remixed the tune to make it more dance club friendly. And within days, their version of the single along with the English lyrics by Carlos Tiarza, was now called Macarena, parentheses, Bayside Boys Mix. And that is the version that we know. Question. Yeah. Did Conscript make it into the English language lyrics? Absolutely. So, folks, here's the version that we know, which is basically the Bayside Boys Macarena remix. I am not trying to do now the lyrics were sung by a studio singer. Her name was Carla Vanessa. Thirty-three weeks later, Macarena, Bayside Boys Mix, mm-hmm. reached the number one spot on the Billboard Pop Chart on August third, nineteen ninety-six, and it stayed there for how many weeks? It was becoming one of the longest runs atop the Hot 100 chart in history. How many weeks was it on? Seventy-four. Okay, much less. <laughs> Okay. Not so exciting now. Mm, 61. 14 weeks. Okay, I, I, uh, I was getting there. Yeah, becoming one of the longest runs atop the Hot 100 chart in history. Not even Elvis did that. Only three other songs have enjoyed a similar run at number one. Can you tell me the three songs? My Heart Will Go On. Keep going. Um, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Okay, and, and the third one? Let's say Susu Studio by Phil Collins. Okay. Old Town Road. Okay. <laughs> Despacito. Okay. And One Sweet Day. Who sings One Sweet Day? How dare you not know this? Boys to Ben and Mariah Carey. Oh, uh, I just call it the the Boys and Mariah song. Then Billboard ranked it as the number one song for 1996. In the UK, the song was released in June of 96 and peaked at number two in August of 1996, kept off the number one spot by the huge popularity of this song. What song from 1996 did not allow... Macarena to get to number one. Prodigy sm- smack my bitch up. Did you did you see that already? Wait, is that are you serious? No, it's the Spice Girls wannabe. Oh, wannabe man. Well, Prodigy around that time was also a big dance song too. But okay, yeah, but okay. wannabe makes sense. All right, all right, all right. Hey friends, hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, could you do us a favor? After you listen to today's episode, open up your podcast app and leave us a review, please. The more reviews we get, the more people will discover us, and the more people that discover us, the less lost we'll feel. You're good, buddy. It's okay. Uh, look, nothing has ever been easier to do. Just go ahead and grab a pen real quick. It's okay. We'll wait. Don't worry. Okay, head on over to your podcast app. Click those three dots in the lower right-hand corner. Click Go to Show. Scroll down till you see ratings and reviews, then leave us some stars and a comment or two so our parents know that it was worth all the tuition that they spent. And if you really love us, head on over to Patreon.com and send us some money, and in return, you will get access to merch, special episodes, bonus content, pictures of me shirtless. Okay, okay, that's P-A-T. 
R-E-O-N.com. Search This Was a Thing and help us out. But you know what? You've already helped us out today by listening to us, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. As great as the song is, it's the perfect moment when a song and dance go beautifully together because, folks, it's the dance. It is the Macarena dance that makes the Macarena just thrive. Kids, there used to be things called music videos <laughs> on MTV. And Bayside Boys rem- remix of Macarena was a music video. It was directed by a guy named Vincent Calvert, who came up actually with this really brilliant idea, which was he filmed the entire music video against a white background for its timelessness. He was like, a white background just transcends all eras. Actually kind of brilliant. Because you look at some music videos from back then, you're like, ooh, this is very And they're wearing like just like their suits and stuff. They are. Yeah. They are. And he also wants to keep it white and clean because he's like, oh, it also kind of reminds me of a dance lesson, like a dance class, which is what the Macarena is going to be. It was choreographed by and starred a woman named Mia Fry, and she's the one who helped to create those iconic moves. Oh, wow. So those moves did not exist until the, until the music video. And there was a dancer named Marco Antonio Perlata, and he did some of these dance moves at clubs prior to it being a music video. And it was basically three simple moves from like, you know, the hands going out and the hands on the hips and stuff. He expanded it and made it more complicated. Then Mia took what he did and she's like, I'm going to simplify it because, this is a quote from her, um, I wanted to remove anything that was too fast I wanted to be sure that even a child with no sense of rhythm could do the Macarena. I mean, why she just didn't say I wanted Rob to be able to do the Macarena <laughs> is beyond me. But I, re- I really appreciate her kindness. So, folks, the Macarena music video, if you have never seen it, features Mia Fry as our lead. She's our, she's our lead dancer in all of this. And there's 10 90s women of all ethnicities, all races, all sizes all dancing in their brilliant mid-90s clothing. But God bless them, they also put the boys in there. They're in a river. But <laughs> I... <laughs> now, what they have these guys do is they're literally in front of a mic singing dressed in their suits. I call it Selena when Barnes gets down because they, <laughs> it literally looks like two attorneys that are having some fun at the office party on Christmas. <laughs> then they do another music video where it's also very 90s looking. All the men are in like those white tank tops with the with the jeans, right? And the women are also wearing the same outfit. It looks like a Gap ad. But some of the men are shirtless. Oh. They actually have men. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They have men in this music video. And it's very sexy. So instead of us uh, telling you how to do the Macarena, we're going to go to Carla and Carlos when they were on the Oprah Winfrey show teaching Oprah how to do the Macarena. Not just Oprah, all of her guests. Oprah? Okay, everybody with your hands up like this. Okay. Hand to the front, hand to the front, hand on your head, hand on your head, hand on your hip, hand on your hip, and wiggle, 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 turn. Hand to the front, hand to the front, hand on your head, hand on your head, hand on your hip, hand on your hip, and wiggle, 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 turn. Got it. Oprah's got moves, by the way. Duh. Oprah is actually giving you more life in this dancing than anybody else in this clip. And they're doing it everywhere. Nightclubs and weddings, even on the Baywatch beach. And now, would you believe it? It hit the Democratic National Convention. Oprah was absolutely right. First of all, we're going to post this so you can see it. 
the clips of all of the convention goers at the DNC I'd in nineteen ninety six. Tipper Gore doing it. Well, actually, it's so funny that you say that because Al Gore makes a joke at the Democratic National Convention in nineteen ninety six. He goes, "I'll do the Macarena." He does not move a muscle and says, want to see it again? Because Al Gore was known for being quite stiff. It's a funny joke, Al. Didn't win you Florida, but it's a funny joke. I can say this. I've known Rob for a while, and I can almost guarantee Rob watched that live. <laughs> I did, and laughed hysterically. I said, Al, you card you. You do have something to you. And then in 1996, many believe that the uh, world record for group dancing was set with a crowd of 50,000 people at Yankee Stadium in New York City. So New York now has a record, and that's the Macarena record. And they're still doing the Macarena here at Yankee Stadium. And I've I gotta believe there's 50,000 people at the stadium tonight. So with great art, like the Macarena, oh, yeah. comes great critics. And in November of 1996, MC Rage released a single called Fuck Macarena. Oh. They just didn't want the Macarena anymore. Here's a little bit of Fuck Macarena. Sorry, motherfuckers, dance the Macarena. Could it be that everybody's gonna kinda insane? Now? Everybody, yeah, but hates the Macarena. Fuck the Macarena. Hi. Sorry, motherfuckers, dance. And not all of them were that mean to the Macarena. Some of them were inspired by Macarena. For example, there was a death metal band named Brujaria, which means witchcraft. This is their song called Hey, Marijuana. And this, I think, is the most humiliating of all things to do to the Macarena, because in 1997, the Groovegrass Boys recorded a country music version of the Macarena GGB? with rewritten lyrics. When she dances, they call her Macarena. When you watch her move, you see what I mean. They all want her, they can't have her, so they all want to dance beside her. Move with her, sing with her, and if you groove, she'll take you home with her. Oh my gosh. Unfortunately, though, for the Macarena and our lovely two gentlemen that we love, it, it goes under the category of one-hit wonder. In 1997, the song had sold 11 million copies. It started to fade away, and because the dance was so simple, everyone could do it, meaning your parents and grandparents were doing it at weddings, bat and bar mitzvahs, and birthdays. Quintineras. Quintineras. Eventually... <laughs> No, actually, they did the two-step one. Yeah. This the, they did the country western one. At Quintanillas, they were like, come on, this is it's too much. Come on, where's Boys to Men? <laughs> <laughs> Who has Adele? Come on, Casey and JoJo has a new hit. This is 1998, goddammit. Let's, let's move on, guys. Because everyone was doing it, people were like, this is really uncool. And so it just started to fade away. Antonio and Rafael, they never really did anything of the same magnitude. And they continued to play throughout South America and Europe. Now, here's something interesting that I did not know. They only get 25% of the royalties from the Bayside Boys mix of Macarena. Don't cry for them, though, because they are still making in like six figures a year. Okay, so I won't cry them a Rio. When we come back, Ray will work on some new jokes, and we will discuss our thoughts on the Macarena and wonder why the Macarena was the first and really last dance craze of its kind. Huh? This was a thing, this was a thing. And now, this is a sketch.
Okay, children, as a special Feliz Friday treat, I've had Mr. Pinko translate the words for the Macarena for us. Uh, I, for one, am muy emocionante. That means very excited. Okay, Senor Pinko, the floor is yours. Let's give him a warm welcome, children. I wasn't able to talk to you about this beforehand. I thought we were going to have a chance to maybe discuss. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. I think I think it's good that the students learn about current events and the Macarena is the current event. Let's give him a yay, kids. Yay! yay. Hola, uh, children. Hola, Mr. Pinko. Okay, well, uh, uh, the beginning of the song uh, translates to and uh, give happiness to your body, Macarena, because uh, your body is for giving happiness and nice things. Uh, give happiness to your body, Macarena. Hey, hey Macarena. Macarena. Very good, children. So what you're saying, Mr. Pinko, is the Macarena is a woman and not some kind of a dance, see? Well, uh, see and n- no. Uh, it seems to be a dance about a woman. Uh, here, I'll just continue. Uh, Macarena has a boyfriend who's called, who's called his last name is Viterino. So Viterino is the boyfriend. Well, that makes sense. So it's just a love story between Macarena and Vitorino. Well, Mr. Vitorino. Can we all say Mr. Vitorino, children? Mr. Vitorino. Uh, And while he was taking his oath as a conscript. Uh, A conscript is like a soldier, children. Mr. Vitorino served his country, just like Tommy's dad. That's commendable. Good for Mr. Vitorino. We always want to say thank you to our servicemen and women, children. I'm sure Miss Macarena thanked Mr. Vitorino. Is that what's next, Mr. Pinko? Well, and I quote, uh, she was giving it to his two best friends. Now, what exactly does that mean? Giving what to his two best friend? Her thanks? Gifts? Well, that's depending on who you ask. We love gifts, don't we, children? Uh, uh, can I just uh, pull you aside really quick? Of course. One moment, children. Un mamito, por favor. Uh, I think the Macarena was... Uh... I think it was, I think it was a different time for love when Miss Macarena was around. I'm not even sure. Uh, I'm not sure when this was supposed to be set, but I'm guessing it's like the '60s. Uh, oh my goodness, Mr. Pinka! How dare you say that? That's not a gift. You are terrible. You need to go straight to the principal's office. Get out of here. I tried to tell you. Now I'm so. Sorry, children. Lo siento. Let's try never to speak of that or Mr. Pinko again. And please don't tell your mommies and daddies or nannies about that. And never sing the Macarena again. Never, ever, ever, ever. In fact, let's just do Music Monday early. But it's Feliz Friday. Quiet. Tranquilo. Silencio. Por favor. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. La, 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 bam, bam. La, 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 Thank you. This was a sketch. I think the best way to describe the Macarena is what critic Dave Faubert said. And he said, Macarena is a song that exists independently of cool time criticism. It's just there. It's always been with us. And I have a feeling even in the 90s, we were like, this song has always been with us. I feel like somewhere Da Vinci painted a painting of people doing 
the Macarena. There's the the guy naked ha- with his arms yes, out. Yes, that's and, what he's doing. And, and, but in the same, it, it, you just flip the page and it's just he's doing the Macarena. It's the Macarena. <laughs> same guy with his penis oh, out. That's kind of genius. Macarena has a couple of distinctions. Number one, it's on Billboard's all-time Latin songs, but more importantly, it is number one on VH1's top 100 one-hit wonders. Okay. You know what I will say I think it's funny about this is that there's like really two songs if you think about it that like everyone knows the dances to Macarena and YMCA. Does the YMCA does that sort of predate the Macarena? Oh, absolutely. But is the YMCA an international craze like the Macarena was? I mean, I think Macarena definitely is more international. I guess I was looking at it stateside, like the two of the biggest hits people stateside. Amazing, amazing. But yes, I, but I feel like YMCA is known, but Macarena having Spanish lyrics, I think, really helped obviously make it popular yeah. in Latin countries where YMCA didn't, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so while the YMCA sort of has like faded out of view because it's looked at as something cheesy and it's looked at something that only older people do. And it's kind of embarrassing to watch some people attempt the Macarena. And if you look at this Oprah clip, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, The Macarena sort of appears again in the late 2010s, first of all, with flash mobs, flash mobs, which were a very popular thing where people would just spontaneously all burst out into choreographed dancing. Macarena was an easy one because everybody already knew the choreography. It shows up in Austin Powers. It shows up in Hotel Transylvania. But really, 2019 was a big year for the resurgence of the Macarena because one in 2019, TikTok gave birth to the Macarena Challenge. Type in hashtag Macarena Challenge and you will see Tons of people doing the Macarena. But then uh, also in 2019, Tyga, the rapper, released a remix called I'm Macarena, which has a more club-oriented sound. And guess who shows up in the video? Bayside. Los Del Rios. Los Del Rios. Fuck Bayside. We're done with them. Here's a little bit from Tyga. You look like someone that I used to know. Used to. Undefeated with the bitches, I'm invincible. Diamond said invisible. Nick, I ain't been a Jew. Want me to be miserable, but I can never miss a hoe. And the music video, if you haven't seen it, it's actually kind of cool because it's all based around the 1994 film The Mask. Oh. Like Tyga's wearing the yellow suit. And so it's like Mascarena. <laughs> you can also find that, I think, as a category on Grinder. <laughs> Mask for Mascarena. <laughs> All right, folks. So that was the Macarena. So the reason that we're talking about it today, it was a thing because it was the first and really last international dance sensation. We've had other things before, like YMCA, which kind of stayed, I think, mostly nationally. Question is, is could we have something like this today in 2021, Ray, where the Macarena is something that internationally everybody could do? Absolutely. Especially now with things like TikTok. With how much you can get stuff out nowadays. Why do you think this song, though, crossed, like, generations? Because kind of like you made a point, like, it's something that everyone can do. So when, say, a family got together and it was, you know, like, oh, we're having fun, everyone could get involved. Where, like, say you're in middle America and the electric slide is big and it's like, let's do the electric slide, everyone. But grandma, okay, you know, or, you know, little, little Milty, you know, the three-year-old, because I'm guessing in middle America, Milty is a common name for a child. But I feel like Macarena, like everyone could get involved. And then also I feel like maybe even for like Spanish, like Spanish speaking people, like seeing a song that 
had lyrics with their native tongue. Also, probably laughing at us. Yeah, because oh. they're like, look at what the look at what they're having the five year olds oh, dance to I if love, they only knew. Y- oh my god, I know. I wish I knew that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think a dance craze like the Macarena could happen today because I think one of the things that made the Macarena such an event was the fact that there really wasn't a lot of other sources or a lot of other places to go at that time. That makes sense. As opposed to now where there's like 4 million TikToks and 50 million Instagrams and all that stuff. So now, I mean, you've only were watching a couple of networks and if the news was being dominated with this story and the story is, hey, it's very easy choreography for everybody to do, I think that's what helped make the Macarena a thing. Mm -hmm. Today, I think there's just so much different information and so many different resources and outlets that people might not have that exposure to it. I think another thing that makes the Macarena a thing that, and also very unique and couldn't happen today, you're with your friends today and you're like, oh, here's the new dance move. And they go, I don't know what that is. And you literally just reach into your pocket and you're like, it's this. And you can show it to them. We didn't have that luxury back in oh the mid nineties. No. So you had to actually be in a room with someone demonstrating it, teaching it, passing it on with that connection. And I think that was also a lot of the fun of the Macarena. Yeah, exactly. Connecting with people. That sort of connection and connecting with people. Hey Ray, you wanna play a game? Uh huh. Here it comes. This was a thing and now it's a quiz. This is a this was a quiz. Mark Schroeder. I remember the Macarena. The Macarena was a huge part of uh-huh. my life, my cultural identity, every white party that I went to <laughs> in the early 90s. Mark Schroeder does were, the Macarena for the ooh, children. Yeah, the Macarena. But like, we can't forget that behind this catchy beat, behind this intoxicating rhythm, yes. behind these easy dance moves. Yes. This was a song about a woman who cheated on her boyfriend with two different men. I mean, this is scandalous. Mr. Vitorino. It's pretty messed up, but infidelity is pretty common in the entertainment industry. I think you can both agree. Yes. And we're going to find out if Rob and Ray know exactly how common it is in a game called No Cheating. Oh. So I'm going to read some questions. Related to some famous celebrity cheating scandals, Rob and Ray, you're working together. You're going to determine who the celebrity cheater is. Okay. I think sometimes it's the cheater, sometimes it's somebody in the sure. cheating it's triangle. Like a triangle, there's yeah. a name missing. Question one. This megastar separated from his wife in 2011 after it was revealed that he'd fathered a child with the couple's housekeeper back in 1997. Do it, do it, Rob. It is me. Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. And what did it sound like when he told uh, Maria Shriver the truth? Maria! I just saw a picture of the kid the other day, and that kid is ripped. Right? Ripped. Number two, Kristen Stewart cheated on her Twilight co-star Robert Pattinson with Rupert Sanders, her director on this 2012 film. Was it one of the Twilight movies? Snow White and the Huntsman. Yes, that's right. Question three, Elizabeth Hurley and Hugh Grant actually stayed together for five more years after Grant was arrested in 1995 for lewd acts with this sex worker. Divine Brown. Divine Brown is right. Guest on next week's podcast. (laughs) Patreon exclusive, Divine Brown. In 1959, Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds separated after it was discovered that Eddie had cheated on her with this movie queen. Elizabeth Taylor. Diamonds on a bed of diamonds. Eddie's always brought me luck. She just drops Eddie Fisher's balls on the (laughs) table. These have always brought me luck. (laughs) After a $2 million extortion attempt, this TV host publicly admitted to having sex with women who worked for him on air in 2009. Oh, David Letterman. Yes, that's right. David Letterman, yeah. Big, that was shocking. He handled that 
so beautifully. Cut the snake off right at the head. He, didn't he? It was, and nobody and nobody remembers it. Yeah, he swept another. It was just so came in, boom. Oh, so good. Dave. I did it. Well, not good. Yeah, yeah so good, Dave. Way to way to stick the landing. Great Dave. PR team there, Dave. <laughs> a great PR, Dave. <laughs> In Beyonce's 2016 hit, Lemonade, she sings about a speculated infidelity between her husband, Jay-Z, and this fictional amalgamation who has, quote, the good hair. Becky with the good hair. Becky with the good hair, my man. It's actually Becky from Roseanne. Damn. <laughs> Fisher beat out Jackie. Oh, that's, no. That's the one episode I yeah. can act out. Much like the famous thief who shares his name, this man was hated nationwide for cheating on his wife, America's sweetheart, Sandra Bullock. Jesse James. Jesse James is correct. West Coast Choppers. West Coast Choppers. And it was right. with uh, uh, Kat Von D. Yes, with all the. I mean, tattoos stay together. A lot of ink. Yeah, ink. a lot of big pen. Are they still together? No, no, <laughs> no they're not. In 1991, she stood up her fiance Kiefer Sutherland on their wedding day and ran off with Jason Patrick. I think it's Julia Roberts. Yeah, Julia Roberts. Bet your bottom dollar it's the runaway bride herself, Julia Roberts. And then I think her current husband left his wife. To be with her. Wow. Lyle it, Lovett? How does Lyle Lovett factor? <laughs> <laughs> he left his hairdresser to be with her. <laughs> okay. Number nine. Jude Law slept with his children's nanny while engaged to this layer cake and factory girl actress. Sienna Miller. Sienna Miller. My man. Knows it. And finally, in 1999, Billy Bob Thornton married Angelina Jolie while he was still engaged to this actress and frequent David Lynch collaborator. Liv Tyler? Incorrect. Laura Flynn Boyle. Laura Dern. He was engaged to Laura Just Dern? Just engaged. She has a quote where she was like, we were engaged, I went off to film a movie, and he went and married somebody else, and I never saw him again. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he was engaged to Laura Dern, apparently just... She went on vacation or went on a movie, and he just decided, hey, I'm going to just go marry Angelina Jolie. Was the brother that she made out with before Billy Bob Thornton? Oh, that was for the Oscar when she won for Girl for Interrupted. For Girl Interrupted. So that was before Billy Bob then. Probably, yeah. Yeah, they like made out. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, it was a little bizarre. Well, Mark, thank you so much for, for that. That was incredibly fun. That was good. If you have any great Macarena stories, or if you are shocked by the lyrics of this song, and you dance to it at a bar mitzvah or a wedding or kindergarten class like we used to hit us up if you send in a video of you doing the macarena that'll also make us pretty happy and vitorino if you're out there come talk to us yeah we'd love to have you on the podcast we'd love to hear your side of the story yeah. wonder what his what is the what is the macarena from vitorino's point of view well it's wiping away tears it's right He's eye just crying. left oh eye oh my god what happened to my girlfriend <laughs> left hand to a tequila right hand to a tequila <laughs> no that's great mark has a whole dance for this the whole dance subscribe to patreon you can see mark teaching you the choreo all right friends till next time uh-huh Thanks for listening to This Was a Thing, and a big thanks to the folks that keep this show running. Our editor, Daniel Cutcut Schwartzberg, our composer, Billy Better Than DC Reese, our social media director, Gabe Hashtag Crawford, our graphic designer, Natalie's Nothing's Too Graphic DeSavia, and finally, our games coordinator, Mark the Shark Schroeder. If you liked what we did today, make sure to head on over to iTunes to rate and review us. The more stars you leave us, the more love we feel. Hey, speaking of love, show us some social media love. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at This Was A Thing Pod and Facebook we are This Was A Thing Podcast. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. 
And if you really liked what we did today, head on over to Patreon.com and become one of our sponsors, and you'll get access to special episodes, interviews, and merch. That's Patreon. Search This Was a Thing and support us so we can keep doing this show.